Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today, we have Ben on from Canvas, and we're going to be talking all about his company, and I uh, can't wait to kind of get into it. So, Ben, would you do us, do the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and Canvas? Yes. I'm excited to be here today, and thank you for, for having me. Um, I'm Ben Herman, uh, co-founder and CEO of, of Canvas.com. Um, and you know, Canvas started as uh, as a different company, which was Jumpstart, um, a few years ago. And we predominantly helped um, students find internships and new grad opportunities with companies like Airbnb, Pinterest, Snowflake, Twitch, etc. Um, but what we realized was is our vision was much bigger than that. And although starting in in that area we realized that our solution could help anyone and everyone and so we have uh, recently rebranded uh, to canvas um, and we're now solely focused on creating a new category which is around uh, diversity recruiting and we believe as every company you know needs a crm every company needs a drp and so we are you know an end-to-end diversity recruiting platform and our our vision is to be the number one diversity recruiting platform in the world you know it's funny because been a, i've been programming this uh hrtx event that's about the uh, diversity and inclusion and mm-hmm. kind of the intersection of of talent acquisition i've been talking to a lot of practitioners i've found probably what you you found uh as well is that mm-hmm. now the responsibility it's not it's not just one it's not just one group it's not just one mm-hmm. person. It's almost like, you know, you could be a talent sourcer years mm-hmm. ago, but now even if you're a talent sourcer and that's, you know, you're sourcing engineers, you're also, you care also about diversity and inclusion. Yeah, depends, but. Right. <laughs> you might care about it in different ways, but sure. you need, you're going to have pressure. It seems like um, the conversations, the societal conversations that are external to the business have have increased the dialogue inside the business from HR, well, from the C-suite, from the board, to HR, to TA, mm-hmm. to all forms of TA. Uh, um, so I think that, first of all, I love the way that you've positioned the company. I think it's super helpful and will be super helpful to folks. Let's let's take a walk through some of the functionality, like so that folks understand what a you know diversity inclusion platform or recruiting platform what is that yeah like what does that look like so take, yeah and let's, just let's before I, just before i do that i think i totally agree with your sentiment um of what you're saying just there is like it's now a lot less about you know words and much more about actions right and being, people are being held accountable and so that means that it's gone above and beyond just the one or two people who saw it as an important thing or something that they were responsible for. So I, I do agree. Um, in terms of the, the question you ask, um, 
you know, what what functionality and what features. Um, you know, we we ultimately you know stumbled across um, a, a solution um, that started in in early career. Um, which was just based off of a lot of research, understanding of historical problems, being a recruiter for, you know, a decade prior to starting, you know, this company now Canvas. It, it was it was really sad to see that companies never really valued their inbound applicants. Um, and, you know, there, there's there's all of these articles and I'm sure many interviews that you've done where, where people will talk about, you know, how good talent doesn't apply um, right. and, and people have to apply to a hundred jobs before they get one response. And, and I think that's really like caused like much bigger problems in this industry. When you think about that, you know, um, people sometimes think it's because of them that they're not hearing back, but actually it's just because companies tend to not really look at those people. Right. Um, and so instead they, they go to places like LinkedIn, um, and will source talent usually on very biased, like search strings, right. Um, which could include, you know, a top five school, you know, a fang company. Um, and there's so much more talent than that. Right. Um, and, and people just haven't been given an opportunity. And so when we did all this research, what we found in, in early career, which is, you know, generally interns and new grad opportunities, they had what was like such large volume for the headcount they were hiring. So take, you know, a company like Lyft, you know, they would receive over 20,000 applicants for a hundred positions. So when you think about that in context, right, even if they hired all a hundred through those 30,000 applicants or so, like, you know, 29,900, you know, would fall to the wayside. And, right. and and we just thought, like, there must be a, a better way to, like, manage this, right? And there really wasn't. Like, there was no solution that enabled companies to understand, you know, the backgrounds of candidates beyond just the resume in an ATS. Um, and they didn't have the ability to go through these applicants, right? Like if you ask a recruiter to go through a thousand applicants, you know, that they receive, there's no, there's no way that they could do that in anything less than a day. Right. Um, and that's probably skimming keywords. Right. Um, and so what we focused on was how do we get, you know, these candidates to self-identify to give what is structured data to us so we could then enable companies to actually go through these candidates and highlight people that otherwise had never been viewed or given an opportunity before, right? Um, and so we, we did that um, in a very hacky way to begin with as an experiment. Um, you know, we had a, a company invite, you know, 1,900 applicants and of which you know, I believe 1,600 completed profiles on our, on our platform. Um, and we optimized and built this in a fully automated way where companies can control the messaging, the branding, 
the questions um, and and the workflow around this um, to to really optimize that that conversion and activation for, from a candidate side. Um, and so, yeah, we we ultimately you know give companies the ability to understand their historical and, and future applicants, um, giving them the full picture um, to increase diversity across their funnel. Oh, okay. um, and because we have this data, we can do so much more beyond this. And we do from, you know, analytics to, you know, sourcing uh, to event management um, and to talent communities. And so, for us, you know, it's an end-to-end solution, enabling companies to build their brand, um, to track and understand their diversity, and then to uh, ultimately, you know, engage and, and hire more diverse talent um, through our platform. Um, and so that's the solution. Well, I love it. I love it. So a couple of probative questions with, with your clients that are kind of ahead, you know, I mean, there's a maturity curve to all these things, right? So the folks that you've dealt with that really, really get it, that are doing some really innovative uh, things, Mm -hmm. you know, we don't need to mention names or anything like that, but how are they thinking about diversity differently? Uh, Insofar as, you know, in the U.S., a lot of folks, when you say diversity, their minds go to race and gender uh, Mm -hmm. immediately, which which is fine. Um, but with some of your more advanced clients, how are they thinking about diversity and inclusion differently? Yeah, that's a, that's a really great question. Um, I think the, the true answer to that, um, William, is that I don't think they figured it out. Right. Um, and they're leaning on us to, to actually share, <laughs> you know, more about like strategies um, and tactics that they can take to, you know, either make their process more diverse and inclusive um, or, or how they can engage and hire like these people. Um, I think, you know, we want to redefine what diversity is, as you kind of say that it's not just about ethnicity and gender. Um, it's about, your whole self and in some ways you know we're all diverse in our own ways um and really the goal is accessibility and i think for too long there's been this uh there's been this like uh you know blanket over talent acquisition recruiting as there's a war of talent and i'm sure you've heard that right for, for many years right as have i but the question I, I always go to, like, is there really a war of talent or is there really a discovery problem, right? And I think now more than ever, it's about how do we bring companies together to complete the data gaps, like diversity data. Um, but then in addition to that is like, how do we enable like, companies and candidates to just have the same accessibility right and that's really what we're trying to facilitate um and so they don't necessarily need to have a strategy they just need to have commitment um to what they're doing and we can help them get there 
Well, you've hit on something that's actually it's a, it's a it's great for the audience to hear because I it's something that I believe in strongly that that you should as a practitioner you should lean on the vendors your partners mm-hmm. uh, and work with them because it's you know y'all are y'all are sitting on top of hundreds not thousands of different installs you've got a lot of experience in what works and what doesn't practitioners need to leverage that uh, again for wherever they are and whatever they're trying to achieve they should talk to your team and go, okay, here's what we're doing. How can we change yeah. it, et cetera. So they should leverage that. I love that. Um, I did want to ask about candidate personalization because again, your background on the early stage and interns and things like that, and also dealing with diverse talent. How much do you think the solution needs to be personalized to the candidate in their experience that they have with uh, the brands that they apply to? Yeah, I think, I think that's a really important question. Um, And I I would say a lot, right? Like when you look at LinkedIn, every profile looks the same, right? (laughs) Um, And, you know, we are so much more than what is like words on a, on a, document right and and the fact that candidates can't show their whole self um i think is is damaging um because now more than ever you know people aren't just looking for work right they're looking for a mission um and a group of people that they find connection with where they're more excited and more willing to go above and beyond to do their best work. And so I think in order to, for that to happen, um, it's really important that people have the opportunity to express themselves um, and also start to own more of their data um, that companies, you know, will state, that AI is using, Um, but it's not really AI. It's more like, you know, they use an API that gives them public data and that's what they use, but the candidates can't even see what's being used. Or they'll use, you know, a diversity API, which guesses, you know, whether or not you're black or Asian because of your name or your photo. And I just think that it's wrong and like- things need to change. Um, And I think that the way that that changes is by giving the power back to the candidates. I love that. So when we first started, we talked about a diversity inclusion recruitment platform for the audience, because, you know, like the Mm -hmm. ATS category has been around for 50 years and CRM category has been around for maybe 10 uh, years, et cetera. When you say kind of end to end, I uh, think sourcing to onboarding. So I yeah. go a little bit broader uh, probably than, than the, the normal, normal person. Where do y'all, yeah. what's your line of, what's Canvas's lines of demarcation? Like where do you partner with folks yeah. on one end and partner with folks on another end and what's y'all's sweet spot? Yeah. Um, so, you know, the DRP category is, is something we want to, create and we want to be the first one um there um and when we think about that it's about 
how do you um, understand your data, take action against that data to ultimately hire? So it's like the end-to-end hiring process, um, regardless of if you want to host virtual events, wherever or not you want to like build like more communication at scale with your candidates, um, wherever or not you want to like source more strategically or whether or not you, you want to, you know, um, have like more one-to-one, like, you know, connection. And, and so for us, it's, it's really about the hiring process. And from the, the first point of someone applying to a job, um, to them ultimately moving forward in the process um, and being hired. Right. Right. Okay. So for those that are listening, when, when they do the demo, I want to ask a, a, a couple questions on, you know, when they see, you know, when you, when you show people canvas, what's mm-hmm. that, what's that, I want to say aha moment. That's not the right, you know, the, the thing, but you know how it is when you look at software yeah. and you finally, the light bulb goes off you're like, Oh my God, I can't live yeah. without this. What is that for, for canvas and, and y'all's prospects and customers? Yeah. Um, it, it's really um, the, the moment that they connect and sync their ATS Um to be able to, you know, immediately understand and uh, filter and find diverse talent that they would have otherwise never considered. And that really is like a jaw-dropping moment for them. Right. Um, because it's it's data that they've never had. Um, and, and so because of the integration we have with the ATSs bi-directionally, it, it gives them so much information that's like just beyond like, you know, this person's profile, but actually right. their full kind of application history. Um, and, and you know, folks are going to bend people are going to ask me the integrations. I know you'll, there's 1200 ATSs in the world. So you probably can't be integrated with all of them Yeah. Um, yet. <laughs> mm-hmm. which which ones have you are you focused on yeah. kind of what part of the market have you all focused on the most right now yeah it's probably where we spent most of our time um we've actually um been building um and are launching what is a, a universal uh integration system um so really state-of-the-art um works bi-directionally and can you know be plugged in and, and work in basic form with, with any ATS. Um, so we will be looking to expand to hundreds um, of different ATSs over the next, uh, you know, 12 months or so. But specifically right now, you know, we're, we're an, an official partner for Workday, uh, an official partner for Greenhouse. Um, we have a bi-directional integration with Lever um, and we're also an official partner to, to job fight um, and we'll be doing, you know, integrations very soon with, with ISIMs and smart recruiters. Oh, that's fair. Well, I mean, you've, you've almost covered, covered a majority of, of the market just by covering those uh, as well. And, and just the workday integration um, I think is a fantastic integration. They've got what almost 4,000 HCM clients. So 
workday recruiting is installed in a lot of those and mm-hmm. to be able to be able to make that uh, a better tool for folks. I think it's just, it's just wonderful folks uh, that listen, the audience always ask me these questions. So I'll ask you, I, I don't want to get into the, the weeds around pricing, but um, what's the, mm-hmm. what's the philosophy or the model for, for, for pricing for canvas? Yeah. Um, we, we, in general, want to give companies access, right? Because, you know, uh, our mission is, is, you know, to make the world more equitable and, and how we do that is, is ultimately by more and more companies utilizing, you know, our services. Um, so we, we, we tend to think about it on two forms. One is like, it's how many people want access, so a seat model. And then what usage do they want? And, you know, we, we have a price per seat based on that usage. Um, and if they want more seats, uh, the seat price is, is you know, discounted. Um, right, right. And, and that's generally how it works. And they pay, you know, for an annual subscription. Um, and in general, you know, we, we don't sell under, you know, 12 months as, you know, managing and dealing with all that, that data takes time and those integrations. Um, and they, yeah. And then, you know, we also, you know, sell two year and three year contracts in addition. Sure. 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 So I think the business case for D, uh, you know, D and D and I, and even going further into belonging, Mm -hmm. equity and equality, I think it's become easier for practitioners to make that business or use case or business case for Mm -hmm. uh, services and software that kind of helps them there. But from your perspective, what's, what's success? Like when you talk to your customers and you hear stories, yeah. like where are you the most proud of? Like what is, what is success when people use Canvas? Yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not just about doing events um, that help you build your brand um, to show that you're doing something but it's about being able to take action on the people who give that event time and commitment um, to ultimately give them an opportunity. Uh, And I think that whether that's an event, an applicant, whoever, it's just about like, look, when someone expresses interest in your company, like doesn't it make more sense to like first consider them before trying to find people who aren't interested or who haven't shown interest. Because at the end of the day, when anyone's looking for a relationship, we don't go out and talk to people that are married. That's not how it works. So why is it any different? And so for me, success is giving people the opportunity to express and show interest in your company. Love that. Okay, last last question before as we as we roll out. Canvas in let's say three years. Let's not go too far out. Mm-hmm. Success for Canvas in three years. What is that? What does that look like for you? What's what do you envision as uh, as just this would be? We would love to hit this mall marker. Yeah, I think it's that we built the largest. Um, and most diverse, um, you know, community um, of talent um, with the best 
most accurate and most fresh data set on any given like candidate um enabling you know every company to be held accountable for their you know diversity metrics and goals and so that's really about like showing that data so people have the understanding of what companies are doing um and that to me would be success i love it I love it. And uh, folks, Ben's going to be uh, speaking at HRTX in June. So, uh, so please make sure you, uh, you come to his session because it's going to be awesome. Uh, come to the whole event, but come to his session in particular because it's going to be awesome. Ben, thank you so much for your time. I know that you're crazy busy right now. I appreciate you schooling us and educating us on the canvas. No, thank you. And I appreciate your time and giving me this opportunity to speak and uh, look forward to speaking and meeting again soon. All right, my friend. Thank you. And thanks for everyone listening to the use case podcast until next time. You've been listening to recruiting daily's use case podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.